welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are locked and loaded for another glorious week of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Uh, well, Mike, we got a lot of stuff to go over this week. Uh, some some house cleaning measures, some stuff that we got to catch up on. You know, college football has really dictated our shows the last couple of weeks, rightfully so. But we got a little bit of a lull here before we kind of get into it. Um, but we got a lot of stuff to go over. We're going to talk about NXT War Games. We're going to be talking about Ring of Honor and that kind of end of the era. Where do we see them going? We are going to hit on college football a little bit with some of the major coaching changes around there. Uh, just because we talked so much about Mel Tucker possibly leaving and the kind of the domino effect that he had uh, on the rest of the college football landscape in a lot of respects. Um, we're going to be talking the Lions, and they get their first win last week. I know we're a week behind. By the time you guys hear this, they probably got killed by Denver. Don't care. They beat Minnesota. They're not going to go 0-16. They're not going to go 0-17. They got to win. They're I just, mean, they had a tie. They're just another team that's – they didn't go 0 for, though. So it's like they're just another one of those teams that went 1-15 that nobody cares about, and that's what we wanted while maintaining the first overall pick. So lots of good coming from the Lions there from that perspective. I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, and we're also going to be talking some NFL playoffs and kind of where we kind of see the playoffs as they stand right now. Mike's got some hot takes on that just to kind of see, you know, who is the favorite, what are the teams that should be looking out for. Um, and, uh, and then I've also got a question for Mike as well about some fringe playoff teams that I haven't posed to him just yet as he's fate making the diamond cutter sign at me for whatever reason. So yes. I better hurry up then, I guess. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> um, let, let's just start off, though. Let's let's just quickly, let's knock off a couple of the more recent items. Let's talk NXT and Ring of Honor. Um, we'll kind of bun- bunch those together. So NXT War Games happened last Sunday, right? Was it Sunday? Sunday. Okay. They was, they're mixing days up on me all the time now. Yeah. Um, I saw WWE yeah. is moving their pay-per-views to Saturday starting next year. Yeah, they're doing the day one thing as, like, the first kind of – Yeah. Test and it makes me so happy. Yeah, I love oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I am. I'm totally cool with that. I want every pay per view to be on Saturdays. I hate that. I, yeah. I love that AEW was doing them on Saturdays. I'm yes. like, thank you. Yeah, they do it. Well, the only reason they ever do all out on Sunday is mm-hmm. because it's on Memorial Day or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. So no one. Yeah, has any yeah. Monday. Monday is hop right. Exactly. But, so that makes sense. Anyway, off topic. But yeah, I, I'm totally whatever. down for it. Um, so let's just go through the results real fast. Here, I got them up. Um, team. I guess it's Team Io Shirai, I guess. Uh, Io Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray defeated Team Toxic. Sweet name, bruh. Dakota, uh, which was Dakota Kai with uh, Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, and Mandy Rose by pinfall. Uh, I believe Cora Jade actually got the pinfall victory, so clearly she's the next person probably in line for yeah. an NXT Women's title shot. 31 minutes, 22 seconds. I don't have rankings. I'm just looking at this at Wikipedia. I didn't think anything all that spectacular happened in this contest it went 31 minutes i don't this for me and i don't know how you feel about this mike war games as a whole like the whole show yeah and i'm not talking just this year i'm talking about in general Mm -hmm. i don't care i it's that it's that you know what it is for me Mm -hmm. and i think maybe i don't think it helps either that it's coupled with survivor series where it's like these two shows in particular both for nxt and wwe's main roster are the two pay-per-view events where you go they're kind of standalone you know what I mean? Where it's like, I don't really care because there's not a whole lot at stake for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the main event, you had your NXT champion and North American champion in the main event. And neither title was on the line. So it's like, you only got two title matches on this show. Mm-hmm. You know, your women's champion and your women's tag champs were in war games for the women. So you go, you had two title matches, which was the cruiserweight and a very predictable NXT tag yeah. title match. This whole card to me just kind of felt like, 
I don't know, but yeah. this match in particular, what was the rating? You got the rating for uh, it? It's two stars. Yeah, that makes about that sounds about right. I mm-hmm. didn't. They didn't do anything all that creative. Um, it just didn't make a ton of sense, honestly. I just, no, I just this wasn't all that tied into it. They tried to make Raquel still look big and strong. I'm like, at this point, she's won the title. She lost it. Time to go to main roster. Yeah. I don't know why WWE just doesn't care about November, December. But like they just at put all, all their stuff that no at one likes because they're like, all right, January's Rumble, and yeah. then we're on the road to yeah. Mania. But and like then we get all, hot stuff again. Yeah, I don't but get it's it. like it's like there's a big lull <sighs> from like end of Survivor Series basically. Yeah, till the Rumble. Rumble. Til the there's Rumble. just nothing yeah. that happens. And I'm excited for the Rumble because I think there's a lot of possibilities there. If Brock Lesnar wins, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm putting it out there now. Um, just saying, it looks like it could be a possibility. I'm it looks not, like a I'm, strong possibility. I'm not gonna be happy about it, but I digress. But uh, I think you're right, and I think part of it too, when you think about it, you know, historically, right? WCW would run like Halloween Havoc and like these kind of shows in this time frame. So it was almost like that's when WCW, WCW kind of handpicked, like, oh, we're gonna go now. Like this is the time we're gonna be all hot and like take our well, biggest shows. Well, and that's. Then, I mean, I was gonna say that's kind of what AEW's yeah. done last couple of years. Is you have All Out in September, which is a little after SummerSlam, but like in the slow, and then you have a whole full gear pay per view. Yeah. And that's usually the last two of them have been really, really good pay per views yeah. too. Yeah. So I think they're kind of reaching that point too, where AEW's trying to hit some of their stride now in like Revolution area mm-hmm. because they know Double or Nothing's one of their bigger shows. Yeah. But WrestleMania is <laughs> like that same yeah. week or whatever, and, 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 and nothing's nothing ever against AEW, that. but like you're just not gonna outmatch that like yeah. mania is a entity wwe cannot run any shows for a whole year and just go hey by the way we're talking wrestlemania people go okay yeah and they're gonna watch exactly it, it, there's it, nothing needs to be said you don't even have to advertise mania anymore um yeah this was just okay we'll move on um imperium defeats kyle o'reilly and von wagner for the nxt tag titles 15 minutes roughly uh what was the star rating on this one? uh four and a half four and a half really i Part of it was because I know Kyle's leaving. Yeah. So for me, it's just kind of like there. I am not a Von Wagner guy. They, I've read some reports. They look at him as the next edge. I don't see where they're getting that information yeah. from at all. I, I uh, thought it was fine. Yeah, I this love is, Imperium. I think they're a great tag this team. Is, this is like one of those like NXT tag matches where they're good matches. Yeah. But they're like when like Undisputed Era had the tag titles where it's like unless they're up against another great team yeah, like uh, Mustache Mountain or Danny Burch, yeah. you're like, all right, there's no chance. Yeah, there's no chance they're winning. Yeah. And they're not like good, like great enough to me to be like, oh, I'm right. like on the edge of my seat either. Yeah. So it was just like a good match, but nothing like spectacular. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think this was all that spectacular. It went 15 minutes. So, and, and plus, you know, Kyler Riley is such a good tag team wrestler. You know, yeah. he's such a good wrestler in general. Mm-hmm. I think Eichner um, and Marcel Barzell are also really good. I love the tag team. I think they're really good. Um, I just didn't think you know. I honestly, at this point, you could have put them with. I would have much rather preferred them facing Legado del Fantasma instead of this. Yeah. Just because then you feel like okay, it's two true tag teams. There's a potential there. Put MSK in whoever you want, and mm-hmm. I think it would have been just as good. Um, next match we have Cameron Grimes defeating Duke Hudson in ten minutes in a hair versus hair match. Um, thought this was Duke's best match on the main roster. I like the fact that it only went ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, including all the shenanigans and what have you, um, it's ve- it feels very much like they're like, "Hey, remember when we shaved Kurt Angle's head? Let's do that with this big dude." You, you know what yeah, I mean? That's kind of that's kind of what I got from this. Yeah, um, it got three and a half stars. Yeah. So it was like fine. I think you get. Um, a, I think I'll give him a half a star just for not going 13, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> like the time actually benefited going less than yes, one. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because I think you got the story across. Um, Cameron Grimes is really kind of picking up some steam here. I wouldn't be shocked to see him start competing for the North American, you know, cruiserweight that area to kind of, yeah, kind of get him going. But he's he's really getting over, which is which is good. Um, 
The next match, weirdly enough, this is probably the match outside of the probably the, the men's war game match. I was actually looking forward to the most. And I know that's weird to say. Roderick Strong beats Joe Gacy for the NXT Cruiserweight title. He, he remains champion. Eight and a half minutes. Didn't go very long, but I really like Joe Gacy. I think he's extremely underrated. I think this, if you've watched him in the past and you're watching him now, you're like, it's two di- totally different people. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Roderick Strong. I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. I wish... They're trying to get rid of the Cruiserweight title, and I wish they weren't. I really wish they would lean into it mm-hmm. and, because I think these are the kind of matches where you could give me 12 to 15, and just it's just bonkers mm-hmm. for that time, right? And I think a guy like Roderick Strong being your champion who can work with anybody is the perfect thing. I love the Diamond Mine gimmick. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy that as well. It's a great way to lend credibility from Bivens, who's a great talker, to this tag team, those brothers who I think are going to be champions very soon. Uh, with their chick that they have too, she's really good. Um, I, I'm I'm upset only went eight minutes. I thought it was a really solid match though. I just didn't think I think it went too short where we didn't get into another gear mm-hmm. almost for that. So yeah. that was kind of where I was worried. Yeah, I wish you would have took more time off the main event and yeah. added it to this one. Yes. But. Yeah. What was the star ranking on this? Uh, I can't, two and a half. Two and a half. That that seems about right. They didn't get time to get into it. You yeah. Know? I honestly kind of thought maybe Gacy would have won this because of the reports they're trying to get rid of the title, and then like he like gives it to the people or something like that, mm-hmm. right? And it just the title goes, goes away. away. Um, so I'm glad that that didn't happen. So I, like I said, thought this match could have been better if given more time. Mm-hmm. And then the last match on the card is Team 2.0, which is the worst name ever. Uh, Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, Tony D'Angelo defeat Team Black and Gold, Johnny Gargano, LA Knight, Pete Dunne, and Tommaso Ciampa in 38 minutes. Um, no real shock, I no. would say, on this on this match, um, Braun Breaker looks like the beast that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also I'm really digging uh, L.A. Knight like a lot. You, you know what was funny was like I'm really I I, I, I understood yeah. they were going for like Team 2.0 versus like yeah, the, the old, the old yeah. guys. Yeah. I was like L.A. Knight's not kind of a fringe guy. Yeah, right? he's, he's like fringe. He came he's at like the very end. Yeah, yeah, he was like the last two weeks of NXT. He's the last. He's the only name they have. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? That's the thing. It's I like know. who you gonna throw like, in there? It's I know you could have like, thrown. I know, but I, I just thought it was yeah. funny. I was like, all right, you got Johnny. Pete Dunne, Tommaso. Yeah. Okay, I was like, LA Knight. I was like, okay. I think Pete Dunne is still criminally underrated, and I think that we need more of Pete Dunne in our lives, period. But yeah. I'm really – I think LA Knight could go to the main roster right now. Like, yeah, I, do, I, I love the his vernacular and the way he does a promo. I think it's funny because he just constantly randomly goes, yeah, and I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I really dig I, – I dig the presentation. He's got a good look to him. I think he's a guy that you could – like. I remember when they did the reboot for the title, and I texted you. I went, so O'Reilly's out of this match. There's a good chance I felt like that L.A. Knight would have been the guy yeah. for them just to kind of, as a new face, right? And they went with Chamber, which I'm not upset about by any stretch, mm-hmm. but, like, I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, and, yeah. and I would say that, like, I would have liked to have seen Kyle yeah. O'Reilly in this instead of L.A. Knight just because yeah. you have four OG yeah, kind of guys. For sure. Yeah, but, O'Reilly uh, with the experience of being in war games. Also, like, I don't know what it is about war games, but, like, so They're TNA. Well, <laughs> yes, but TNA, like, when I watch, like, their lockdown shows. Leave which the is lockdown? The, yeah, leave the yeah. lockdowns, which are basically the exact same just type of stuff. Ring. It's just one ring. Yeah. But, like, I was way more invested in those. But, like, I hate the idea of starting off one-on-one and then just one person from trickling. one team yeah. trickling in. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's like two-on-one. But no one can win. Yeah. Like, I think that's my main problem. Yeah. Is I wish like, I wish there was a chance where, like, when it's two-on-one, yeah. you could just pin the guy and win. 
because I think it would be way more because I'm like well yeah because then I'm like okay so you're just beating up this guy yeah and then the new guy comes in and it's just like the same thing yeah for every five minute interval until all eight guys are in there but I'm like if you could have a chance to win it would actually be like I'm actually because I don't watch the first twenty minutes of this match because right, because nothing's gonna happen yeah like right. I know no one can lose yeah. in the first twenty minutes of this match and I just feel like the stakes aren't really there you know yeah. like i wish you know and like last year i thought they did a really good job with the results like raquel gonzalez gets the pin right sets her up on the big push to beat eo strive for the title right yeah um here it's like Braun breaker already had the title shot we know that that's where they're going it's yes. clearly obvious he's the next guy and i'm all for that by the way i think he looks great i think it's crazy he's had less than 20 matches and looks as good as he does i really do um but to the point of like once again, why do I care? Because the the issue between the 2.0 and the black and gold, there is no issue. Mm -hmm. Not really. There's no like, oh god, look look at this. You had faces and heels together. Like, is Ron Breaker a face or a bad guy? Yeah. In this, he was technically the bad guy, but in reality, they've positioned him as kind a good, good guy. guy. So you know, L.A. Knight is not a good guy, but he positioned himself at. So it was weird mm -hmm. in that in that vein in some respects too. So. You kind of blurred the lines just to have this one-off, mm -hmm. and now we're not really following up with it. Gargano's probably leaving. O'Reilly's gone. It just kind of, meh. I yeah, don't, I don't really know. And I'm not. Cham Chamber's yeah. gonna get like thrown into the random picture if he stays and loses the title because it's yeah. gonna be like, what are you gonna do with him? I think unless you call him up. Unless you finally call him up, I think which I don't call know. Him up. But I think I think they just need to put him on, put him on Raw, let him go crazy, have some good matches. Yeah. I think he. I think he would fit. He, he's he's built up enough now, right? Where I think the character kind of can transcend it a little bit, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say this now. I don't know how you feel about this 2.0 thing. So far, I think it's been fine. I don't think it's been anything yeah, groundbreaking. I, I, any yeah, I don't think it's like very good. Yeah, but like, I will say this though about is, about this new way, right? And I think it kind of ties in a little bit to the um, to the reason why they've had to release so many people too, in some degree. I think that. This new way of doing things, if nothing else, you are. I think you will see a better conversion rate from NXT to main roster now mm -hmm. because they are trying to approach it with characters where you're really trying to develop the character and you're like, we already kind of know, right? Because Vince has his fingerprints kind of all over all of this where when they go to the main roster, it's not like, oh, I got to like – you know what I mean? Like we it's, can already push them and do what we need to do because we've already been setting them up yeah. for that main roster push, rather than Triple H considering NXT as its standalone thing. Yeah. Yes. And you, and you know what's weird about that is like if you look at like like in yeah. a in a movie reference of this, yeah. right? It's like in the MC in the early days of the MCU where you had different directors mm -hmm. making these separate mm -hmm. superhero movies, Agreed. and then you had Josh Whedon was like, all right, now we're gonna collect them all together and make yeah. the Avengers. But he's like, I didn't work on these individual projects. Right. That's kind of how like Triple H was doing a lot of the NXT stuff. Mm -hmm. But then it was like, we're gonna send you over to Vince McMahon. Right. He's like, I don't really know oh, right. your exactly. stuff. Like, I know because, it, but like, because you can be able to get over because I watched way. you, yeah. But I, I was, I didn't have the hand yeah. in like helping make the story and writing the script Correct. for you. Correct. So now it's like, oh, now, yeah, I I'm, I'm making yeah. these individual solo movies, yeah. And now once I call you up to the main roster, which is like the team mm -hmm. of movie kind of thing, yeah. It's like, okay, now I know I can you, transcend yeah. your you strengths better. and weaknesses. I know how to position. I know how to better. position you better. So, and I do think too, right. All things considered, right? I think Braun Breaker star for them. I think um, I think Carmelo Hayes is a star for them. I think um, 
I, I still think Pete Dunne, Champa, and LA Knight are all potential future stars for WWE's main roster, um, barring they leave or anything crazy. Uh, the, you know, Tony D'Angelo and Grayson Waller, I could take or leave. But um, there are they are trying to get new stars, and they yes. are trying to build new stars. And I think that I think NXT fell into a little bit of a lull there because, yes, it was very easy to sign guys off the independent scene that had some buzz, right, and accentuate that, right, mm-hmm. and put them on the bigger stage and be like, oh, we always knew that Roderick Strong was awesome, and now we just get to see it every single week. Mm-hmm. Now taking some of these guys, maybe you don't know as much for it. Yeah, it's going to take some time to develop, but maybe the benefits of it longer term may be more fruitful. Yeah, for you're hoping like higher ceiling. Exactly, because like Braun Breaker, okay, he's, 22, he's 23, 24, rather than signing Adam Cole, who's – 30 yeah right and nothing yeah, against yeah. adam cole right i think he's you know, he, you know he's he's my favorite wrestler in the world right now but to you know what i mean that difference and yeah. you're like oh man, instead, really gotta start yeah instead of signing yeah. yeah they're like instead of signing high floor guys yeah and like high like high right. ceiling guys we're gonna now we're guys. gonna take guys yeah. our own but they have potential to have higher ceilings right and, and we're guys gonna build people in. our way we're yeah. gonna build them from the ground up right they've just announced that new uh nil program right where they're gonna take college athletes get them signed and then when they're done being, you know, a track star or whatever like that, all right, we're going to bring you in, we're going to teach you, we're going to train you, we're going to mm-hmm. do these things. It's just it's just a different way of doing it, right? And I don't be a shock to see AW five years from now have something like that, get an affiliate with OVW or a oh, smaller yeah. company like that where you go, we need somewhere to send guys or we need to sign guys like Hook from Taz's son who just made his debut on Rampage. Send him to OVW for a year. Let him get seasoned. Let him get matches. Let him get TV time at mm-hmm. your local television. Let him develop, and then we bring him back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, kind of, I, I very much see that I happening. kind of feel that's what, kind of what their dark is, yeah. except no one watches it. Exactly. But, like, but like that's kind of what they kind of use that for, because yeah. you don't see anyone of any kind of note ever on, no. like, dark or dark elevation you or see whatever. One, or you see one star and then a nobody on yeah. the other end of it. Yeah, you know? but, like, I feel like I feel like – that would yeah. be better to instead. I would rather just get rid of dark and dark elevation stuff yeah. and just have a mm-hmm. a third yeah, yeah, right. like. Just, yeah, if you want to make it a YouTube thing, sure. Yeah. But actually, put it where you have legit like stuff right, well, going well, on. Well, there's a storyline. Right? Yeah. There's a reason why. Why do I care about that guy instead yeah. of bringing them in for a one night event? You yeah. know, uh, a perfect example of that mysterious Mavado. He's a local Michigan guy here. Russell's on a ton of Michigan independents. He was on AEW Dark, and we got nothing after that. Right. Yeah. So it's like, why not bring these guys in? And, you know, let them call, you know, if you think there's something to them, let's give them a developmental contract. Yeah. Let's, let's send them somewhere for them to let's until we can figure out what to do with you long term. Let's send you down here, have you do some work there. And maybe we've got something for you. I don't know. I just I can see that coming with AEW because at some point the independent scene of big names is going to run dry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's going to be a lull there. Um, but nonetheless. All right. Let's talk real quick. Ring of Honors. End of an era show. Um, what is the end of an era? Yeah, I'm not going to go into the results. You can check that online. It's pretty much if you've watched Ring of Honor for any stinking amount of time, you pretty much probably could have booked it yourself. Um, but thoughts on you know if it doesn't come back, mm-hmm. is there a concern for you at all that there is going to be a lack of another semi big place for talent to go where AEW and WWE can't go get talent from? PWG mm-hmm. runs once a month. Yeah, they can't be it. You know yeah, I mean, I mean you don't have another big American place. I was going to say, I, 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 I'm like split on it because yeah. on one hand, I feel like if you didn't have Ring of Honor, 
which I do enjoy Ring of Honor to mm-hmm. an extent. Yeah. Um, but if you didn't have Ring of Honor and you just put a lot of those guys on Impact, yeah, you might just or or God forbid NWA, oh, um, yeah, you you might you might be able to make those shows better better. Yeah. And in that case, if you have more star-studded Impact shows yeah. than like half half made Impact mm-hmm. and Ring of Honor shows, I would agree with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like for sure. like if you if you were able to bring say like. Ring of Honor's roster, mm-hmm. put them on Impact, and you can mix up the yeah, like how like, they do oh, stuff. Right. Okay, now now you're kind of yeah. looking at like yeah. a, some good Impact shows, sure, and now you're bringing interest to Impact. So on one hand, I'm like, I I like Ring of Honor enough to like, I would mm-hmm. like to see it come back, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm like, if uh, the Briscoes, uh, Jonathan Gresham, yeah. all those, uh, you know, uh, Dalton Castle, all those guys went to Impact. Yeah, you could just make Impact yeah. more watchable I'm, than what I'm it is right now. I'm very interested to see the future of it. I hope it doesn't go away. I think it's too big of a brand, and I and I don't think it's going to. I think no, I think I think they have but... money behind it. I'm very interested to see the repackaging of it, though. Right? Okay, you're gonna say we're gonna take four months to reevaluate what we want to be. And what are we going to do? How are we going to present this? Because I think they realized, especially when the Bucks and Cody left, that was a massive hole in that, you know what I mean? Like that, that final battle in what was that, 2017, 2018, was right? The last one, yeah. So, like, after that, you noticed a massive dip very quickly, you know what I mean? Because at that point, everybody's gone. Steam was gone. Champa was gone. Cole was gone. Yeah. O'Reilly and Fish. Everybody was gone. Um, to reevaluate and kind of realize that, mm, man, even we're on syndication, so we're not even everywhere, mm. right, with Sinclair Broadcasting. We have to change the way we do things because we can't just keep trying to produce a show that is quote-unquote rivals NXT or any of these other places because we can't. We mm. don't have the money. We don't have the stars, mm-hmm. <laughs> quite frankly, to do it. You know, So I'm interested to see how they take a new, more independent company yeah. type of vibe to it a la PWG style. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that's you know the way I, mean? I think if they're going to do something, I is, think they should do it like it's that. It's just do one off, like have like, the, do their tours, have like four nights, mm-hmm. but just go, okay, we're going to sign, you know, Don Castle, you're going to come for these four nights. Yeah. After that, right, exactly. do whatever yeah, you you're want. Still, you can take your own independent booking, yeah. but we just need you here for these days because you're our world champion right now. Yeah, exactly. Right. And when you lose the title, then yep, you're good. so yep. long, we'll call you in a year to yeah, have you come back. Right. But like having having that style, like the PWG style, where, okay, we're going to have their battle in LA or whatever mm-hmm. they call it. Yeah, like battle the, of Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, battle of Los Angeles show. Yep. And they're like, okay, we need 16 guys for this tournament. Yep. For, who, a two night, for a two-night thing. Who yeah. are our best 16 that we can get? And you just right. call, call people. Okay, we're going to get Bandito. We got yeah. this guy. We got this guy. Okay. And PWG manages to do storylines still, right? They did the Mount Rushmore thing. They have they have things, right? It's a little more Japan-like in a lot of it sense, is. right? Where it's just more like hard booking, where yeah. it's like this is what's happening. Um, but the you know, I think being able to you know get a little bit more intimate atmosphere, right, and really kind of you know leverage that. I think the NWA should be looking heavily into this because I think them more than Impact, because Impact is kind of going everywhere, mm-hmm. right? I think the NWA really should be looking at what they can do to get with Ring of Honor more than they already have because no offense to the NWA, I'm not paying ten dollars an episode to watch yeah. your TV show. It's and also happening. I think I think just the fa- like bringing up the fan experience thing. Yeah, I think absolutely. If, I think if you're a fan yeah. and you go into a show where they don't have a set roster necessarily. Yeah, right. It's anytime opens, they come in it's like oh it man. opens up to like yeah. could Osprey come in, could Jay White right. come in for a exactly. show just exactly. a single show here yep. and like have a good match somewhere like yep. you don't know who's gonna be necessarily right. coming. It's not the same roster that I'm gonna see every single week. It's every single time they come to my town there's a yeah. potential I'm gonna see something different that I've never seen. Exactly. Or I get to see a dream matchup that maybe maybe wouldn't have been happening because of 
into the exclusive contracts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like that's that's the thing that I find exciting about it is yeah. having one offs on shows yeah. that you could possibly be at. For so. sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. Just wanted to kind of mention that because I do think it is a big moment, I think, for especially us American wrestling fans, right? I think at one point Ring of Honor was definitely the AEW kind of style. I mean, yeah. they had so many so much talent, so many stars. And they really hit a peak there for a minute, and it kind of fell a little bit out of a lull. You know, COVID definitely didn't help, but, you know, missing AEW being founded basically was what Ring of Honor was in a lot of yeah. aspect of it. With more money behind yeah, it. Yeah, AEW just Production like, quality is higher, but from an in-ring perspective, everybody that you're watching more than likely on AEW television that are stars, for the most part, were in Ring of Honor. Cody, the Bucks, Kenny, Hangman, um, Hangman you know, Adam Cole, uh, Jay Lethal. They were all there at mm-hmm. some point. So it's just, you know, just something to think about. Um, all right, let's shift focus here a little bit here. Um, let's talk Let's talk college football real fast. Um, you know, people. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of moving pieces here. And I don't necessarily know if they're steps up in the right direction either for some of these people. So, you know, the big ones, obviously, um, Lincoln Riley going, uh, going from Oklahoma to USC. We've got Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU. Um, I think those are the two big ones, right? Is there any other? Uh, oh, God. Brett Venables is going to be the new coach at Oklahoma. Yes. He's a D.C. from Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the uh, God, the Oregon coach went somewhere, too. Oh, yeah. Mario Cristobal went to Miami. Yeah, he went to Miami. That was the Miami. other big one. Yeah, yeah, that was the other one. So um, let's just start, you know, let's start with Mario, I guess, right? Didn't get it done at Oregon, right? Kind That's... of had multiple chances at it and still somehow managed to mess it up. Weirdly enough, going to Miami, I, I guess I'm just too young in my life to think about why Miami is such a destination still. Mm-hmm. Like, I know uh, Brett Richt, he was a former Georgia coach. He went there at one point after he got fired from Georgia. He went to Miami, attempted and made a bit of a turnaround with the program. They're not anything all that spectacular. I know they were ranked at the beginning of the year, but what's that really mean? Um don't really understand the move to be completely honest with you. I don't, I mean, obviously yeah. there's a lot of money being thrown around right now. And some of these contracts are insane. NFL coaches have got to be like, uh, where, where do I get that? Where do yeah. I get use of private jets and they're paying for my house and all this other crap that, yeah. you know, some of these guys are getting don't really understand it. I get it. It's a bigger market, I guess. It, it is a bigger market. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you play I, in the I, ACC, so you, Maybe you have a better chance to win. You basically got to beat Clemson, I guess. Yeah, Question Clemson and um, yeah, I, yeah. No, that's kind of that's kind of the way I see it. Is yeah, the ACC is probably easier, especially because they came out twelve that much harder. It came out not really, but like the, <laughs> like two days after Lincoln Riley gets announced to uh, yeah. USC, it's like oh, he's like ah, okay, so this is where I'm going to go back to the ACC <laughs> because I think USC is going to have an upswing and Utah's yeah. there, and I'm like maybe the ACC is easier to win. I. I think that's up to debate, honestly. Well, but just go to the Mac, like <laughs> yeah. But um, I, yeah, Miami, Miami to me isn't isn't really the place to be. I don't. Yeah, um, I just don't see. It. At one point, yeah, he, Miami tra- he, made he's, so many talent. He's a really good coach. He's a great recruiter, so yeah. maybe he can help out. But that's not a. That, that's the one I'm like me? not not there. The, also, the other one that doesn't work for me as well yeah. is the the Clemson defensive coordinator going to where where did you say went to? 
Oh, oh, going to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, Brent Venables. Yeah, Brent Venables. I, I did not like that at all yeah. either. I was not well, a big fan of that. Because so, his, his defense does not look good. Well, there is a, there is some history there, right? He was a D.C. for Bob Stoops yes. at one point. He was there in, with yeah. Oklahoma. And a lot of boosters apparently were claiming, like, no, we need to get yeah. him. He's won four national titles as a D.C. over his career or something like that. Um, wasn't necessarily a sexy hire. I'm not surprised. I'm just kind of shocked they just didn't bring Bob Stoops back low-key. Yeah. Just be like, hey, you just want to come back, Bob? Just anything? No? Oh, Helps out a little bit? Yeah. Okay. He may be coaching their bowl game. Did you know that? Bob Stoops is? That'd be awesome. Which is hilarious. All right, guys. I'm Bo- I'm Coach Bob. I'm going to be your head coach just for today. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, it was a little bit interesting. It's one of those guys where you feel like at some point he was going to get a head coaching yeah. job, but Oklahoma is a big ask, especially since they're moving to the SEC soon. Yeah. Imagine Whoa. like two years, you're like, oh, by the way, now you're going to play these powerhouse teams. Do you, do you think it's because you're like, man, our defense has just been so bad under Lincoln I, Riley, where they're like, they, they went 100% the other way. We're like, he's had good defenses. He's made good defenses out of players that maybe weren't as highly touted as some other schools have. So. Maybe he can turn around this team when we have good recruits. No, that's that's exactly what I think it is. Is I yeah. think he's gonna, it's gonna give them hope that their defense is not like yeah the third. Who worst he hires as OC is gonna be huge. Yes, low key. I think it could be Joe Brady because he got fired by Carolina. Yeah, it could wouldn't be. be shocked and it wouldn't to be see shocked. Him come back to the college ranks and be like Oklahoma. That's a pretty good job. Yeah, you got. <laughs> I mean, you have a you have like a star freshman there who's gonna be there for two years, yeah. and Caleb Williams who yeah. just looks like a monster there. Right. So. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. That's why they probably hired him. I just don't. Yeah. I, I after after the think, Trevor Lawrence years, where I think Trevor Lawrence did a lot of the work there. Yeah. I don't think his defense has been necessarily the greatest thing I think ever. The hard Clemson. part is it's like when you're Oklahoma, you go, oh, so Lincoln Riley, who we thought was going to be our coach for the next 15 years, is leaving. Well, you see, like five of their players are already decommitted. Yeah. Like a whole oh, yeah. bunch of people are like, I don't yeah. want to go here anymore because yeah, Lincoln well, Riley's there. Right. Makes which sense. makes sense. Yeah. But then I'm like, if you, like now you're behind in the recruiting thing too. 100%. So now this upcoming year, you have no recruits coming yeah, in. They're not gonna be very so good they're not going to be very good. Mm-mm. No. But at the same time, it's weird because you're like, if you're Oklahoma, you go, well, who the hell are we going to get? Right? Like you're like, okay, we're going to try and get, you know, Brian Kelly. Nope. He's going to LSU. We, tr- you know, LSU tried to get, um, Numb nuts from Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher. They yep. offered him money, and he was yep. like, "No, I'm going to stay here." And I'm like, "Really? Okay, um, <laughs> sure, I guess." I mean, his team's uh, looking. I mean, yeah, it's right right fine, but like, he ain't done anything all that spectacular, at Texas A&M either. Um, I just, it's just weird. It's just yeah. weird to me. And you know, I want to bring Mel Tucker in this a little bit because Mel Tucker was kind of that first domino where yeah. he signs that 10 year, 95 million dollar contract. And everyone's like. Everyone's like, oh, that's the kind of money we can get, um, which is crazy. You know, I, I do think it's a little bit funny that I, we've been hearing a lot of trash talk, Michigan State fans, on how Mel Tucker is the Big Ten Coach of the Year. Meanwhile, Jim Harbaugh wins National Coach of the which Year. Which I thought was hysterical. <laughs> also, the first time ever in school history that your basketball coach and your and football coach, coach won National same. Coach of the Year, which I was like, that's kind of okay. neat. That's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think the one interesting thing about him leaving yeah. Clemson, too, is this is the first time Dabble is going to have to deal with coaches leaving. Because I think that was something that was like, because yeah. Nick Saban, Nick yeah. Saban, like every year, coaches Half just the leave coaches him. in the country like, now. Like leave or whatever. Yep. But Dabo's always had his OC and his DC every year. That was like the one thing that was always the constant with Dabo. Well, and now that he's gone, I'm like, <clears throat> is, is it Dabo? Can, can Dabo yeah. do the Nick Saban and just replace it? Replace well, him? it's crazy, right? You think about it. Starkeesian, head coach of Texas, OC. Lane Kiffin was the OC there. Um, Mel Tucker was a defensive backs coach at one point. Uh, Kirby Smart was his defensive coordinator. <clears throat> yeah. You just look at it and you just go, there's a lot of guys. Exactly. Like Nick Saban's <laughs> had like the roll through. Yeah. But like that's what I mean. I'm just He's like. He's the good Belichick version of this. 
<clears throat> yes, where yes. their assistant coaches actually pan out sometimes yeah. rather than Belichick. Every one of them is terrible. It was just so insane that like none of them can pan out. None it's of them. so insane. I'm still waiting to see Josh McDaniels get another shot just to see, but I yeah. still think he fails, but it's fine. Um, yeah, I just want to see if Dabo can continue right. his success. He's got this big offseason for them because yeah. this is a big time like, of a year. Now, I, I give him one pass because um, the year Deshaun Watson left, mm-hmm. they had um, – Kelly, uh, right? Kelly Bryant, I yeah. think, was his court was the quarterback. Yeah. And they weren't very good. I mean, they got to the final four, I believe, but they lost in the first round and they, yeah. they didn't look very good. And then the year after they got Trevor Lawrence and they yeah. were fine for like three years. So I feel like this is their one off year. Mm-hmm. And then they have a five star like kid from yeah. California coming in this year. So I'm like, will that be the next guy they yeah. found or not? It's so it's sure. it's gonna be fun to see if let's talk about the two the big sexy ones, right? So Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame to go to LSU. First off, Brian Kelly put his big boy pants on. Going from being able to make your own schedule, basically, with no non-conferences yeah. to uh, now you're going to play in the SEC. SEC conference games. Um, and apparently he has a Southern accent now, which yeah. I think is He got that in hilarious. like a day and a half, so that's cool. Killed me. I think um, we should go to Texas for like one day to see if we can get see that. See if we can do that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, y'all. Y'all. <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what. Um, no, so you, you look at it and you go, okay, Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame. Now, from a recruiting standpoint, huge for Brian Kelly because yes. – Notre Dame still tries to make you be an academic person, and let's be real. No one who's going to Notre Dame to play football cares about academia in the slightest. So that's going to help, for sure. Um, but this is a big step. And Brian Kelly, historically, I know he, he got Notre Dame to two national championships, or he got to a Final Four in a national championship game, right? Yes. Got blown out pretty miserably both times. They, I don't really have a ton of statement wins by Notre Dame that come to mind. Right, I got a lot of statement losses, but I don't have a lot of statement wins. And I'm just curious to think of. I know Brian Kelly turned around Notre Dame as a program, right? The Charlie Weiss experiment was a disaster, but I don't know. This is a weird one. I think it's a step up for him, but I don't necessarily know if LSU is like. I don't know where this puts LSU in the SEC now. Georgia's still going to be there. I think Auburn is gonna kind of figure it out. Well, that's A&M my is there. that's my fundamental problem with yeah. what was the Mel Tucker thing to LSU that Absolutely. We, that, I, that I was preaching Absolutely. for for the last yep. like six weeks that we were talking about it was for like sure. was like Michigan State. Now that Michigan's a powerhouse, that kind of sucks. But yeah. you have to get through Ohio State and Michigan, mm-hmm. and you're pretty good at Michigan State at that point. Like you yeah. got two teams, and they're mm-hmm. both on your side, but you got two teams to go yeah, through for sure. Uh, LSU, you're looking up and you go oh, Alabama. Boy. Georgia, Texas A&M, Auburn, Do you Auburn, think it's a little bit different because Notre Dame, I think, is a more historic program than Michigan State is? Like, it's Notre Dame. I mean, it's like, it's one of those schools where you, yeah. th- when you think of college football, you think Michigan, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Alabama, Georgia, Notre Ohio Dame. State, Notre Dame. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Texas. Texas, yeah. <laughs> and in Miami for like a hot minute. Yeah, no, and, and Miami USC too. And yeah, USC. But like, you know, there's certain teams where you just go, when you think of that and the brand, yeah. it's Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. The, and most coaches would be like, that's my peak. It's mm-hmm. Notre Dame. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and just, you know, it's maybe just an interesting difference between them and Michigan State. Nothing against Michigan State. It's just, no, it's just it, apples and oranges. Yeah, no, I just look at it yeah. as a... If as you, a competitor, for As sure. a competitor and as a, like... If you want to be successful somewhere, I feel like you'll be more successful at Michigan State than you would 100%. be LSU. Because like, I think Michigan State has the potential in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Within a 10-year stretch, they could probably win two or three Big Ten titles at the very least. Oh, yeah. And um, you know, do some stuff. Yeah. If you if you went to LSU, you're looking at, I could give you maybe one, one or two. Yeah. Maybe. 
<laughs> yeah. Knowing you so, gotta go through Bama probably twice a year. <laughs> exactly. Like, like you have to beat Bama what twice? Because are they on the same side? So you have to at yeah, least beat them once. Yeah, you this year. Yeah, yeah. So you have to play them at least twice. Yeah. If you, maybe depending yeah. on how it works. Well, actually, you wouldn't play them twice. Twice. You know, you but you'd always have to play them once. Right. But like Georgia, you only have to play them once if you make the SEC championship game. You're right. not guaranteed to play them that other time. Right. LSU, you have to play them every year. Yeah. So yeah, that's already an, like an interesting a tough dynamic one. for sure. And then obviously the last one. Uh, Lincoln Riley going to USC from Oklahoma. Uh, Literally the same thing. I, I feel like it's yeah. very close. Yeah, is I, he gets he 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 wins a lot of more. he wins a lot, but then you hit a ceiling that is very hard to get over with Lincoln yeah. Riley. Is he can win? He wins the he won what was it, like four straight mm-hmm. Big Twelve titles or whatever with Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and then they went to the final four three out of the four yeah. years and, and lost in the first round all three of those and times. None of the yeah three or two and out two, of three two out of three weren't were not even close. close. Yeah, the other one was the, the, the one was the Georgia, Georgia that went to like yeah. double overtime or whatever. But yeah. most of them aren't even very close. Right. So um, I think it's I think it's gonna be I think USC is a I more of a huge tr- get for USC. It is because it's gonna turn them around quickly. And I think that recruits one I think. All those Oklahoma recruits are just going to go to USC. USC. Plus, USC is a nice place to go. Yeah, like, oh, and, I'm going to go to LA. And you, you have your recruiting base in California where uh-huh. it's like, hey, you could go to Michigan or you could go to Ohio State yeah. or you could go to USC yeah. Yeah, you and can stay, stay, in, Los stay in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I think that's a very compelling thing to be able to argue. 100%. So I think they're going to get a lot. Their recruiting is going to go up through the roof. I think it's USC. a great hire and for going to be a quick turnaround. I think yeah. in a year or two, they're going to be uh, – 10, 11 win team. It'll be quick. Like be fighting quick. for the. It's a great hire for USC. Also, the Pac 12 is doo doo. Doo doo. So it's not very hard and to I go think that 12 I, and 0. As much as people don't want to admit it, I definitely think that played a part in it. It's, oh, we're going to the SEC now, and I can't stop anybody. So, and my offense this year at times didn't work. I had to switch quarterbacks. I thought I had the number one pick in the draft, and now he's not even going to be in Oklahoma. He's going to transfer he's somewhere else. Somewhere. So it's like. I don't even know if that's going to work. So there's a lot of question marks about that Oklahoma program now. Where And now he's going to go to USC where it's like USC used to be this powerhouse place, right? Pete Carroll, multiple national championships, multiple Heismans. Um, I mean, it's a great hire for USC. Once again, though, right? It, I think it all is going to depend on whether or not you can fix the things that you didn't do well at Oklahoma, yeah. right? It's a home run hire for the school because you're like, oh, I can get used to it. It's the same thing when Michigan hired Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. You're going from one seven games a year. Maybe one year you win 10 and win a Sugar Bowl. So now you're like, hey, we're winning 10 games a year. And then slowly but surely that starts to fade just yeah. a little bit. And then you're like, well, yeah, but we're not winning anything yeah. necessarily. Yeah, right? the difference with USC is I think yeah. USC – with how bad the Pac-12 is, especially because yeah, Oregon, back Oregon first year, you go, this is the greatest guy I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. like like they're gonna win nine, ten games next year, and then from then on, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna go at least eleven one almost every year, mm-hmm. be in the Pac-12 championship, and have a good shot at winning because you're gonna be playing Utah, yeah. Yeah. Oregon, yeah. or whoever, like UCLA, like these teams. I'm like, you're you have a very good shot at beating. Yeah. most of the Pac-12 teams, and then if you win that, then now nah, then it's gonna be the Final Four, and if you can. Yeah, get through that, which is good. that's where. Yeah, I don't. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I, don't, I don't see it happening. I don't know if you can beat Georgia, Alabama, but yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe on the, all it needs today. Michigan's gonna have to do it if they want to win a national championship. Got to be year. both of them. Got to be both of them somehow, but it's fine. Um, or know, maybe they, or, or maybe they'll play Cincinnati. How funny <laughs> would that be? 
a Cincinnati, Michigan, I told, where everybody goes, I don't know what's happening. I, you, know, <laughs> you know, I told one of my friends at work is, I think, I think what what's more likely to happen yeah. is Cincinnati beats Alabama, and then we and lose then, to Georgia, and then you lose Georgia, to Georgia. steamrolls yeah. them. Yeah, and everybody goes, it's a tainted win because I feel like if Cincinnati wins, no matter who wins the national title, you'd be like, if, if they beat Cincinnati, you just go, it's a tainted win because you didn't beat Alabama. Yeah, and then you go, well, but Cincinnati, but Cincinnati beat Alabama. Alabama. But you're like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And it's like, whatever. Yeah, it's that's fine. exactly what's going on. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk Lions here. It's the first time we've really talked about the Lions in a hot minute. Um, real, actually, real quick before before we get get the Lions real fast, do you have any thoughts on this contingent? And let me put this very clearly: I have never, as I've gotten older in my life, I have never really put a ton of stock into Michigan, Michigan State as the game that Michigan needs to win. I look at it as a Big Ten game. I don't really look at it as anything more than that because at the end of the day, as we've seen this year, Michigan can lose to Michigan State, still beat Ohio State, and go to the Final Four. But do you, do you feel it's weird that there is a contingent of Michigan State fans, alumni, whatever you want to say, that are like almost touting that this year has been a bigger success because they beat Michigan, even though Michigan's playing for a national championship? Do you find it weird or something, because I'm I'm just confused, I guess, because it feels like if Michigan were to be one in ten, but their one win is against Ohio State, and and Ohio State wins a national title, I don't get it. I guess yeah. is my confusion a little I, bit. I think I, it's just Michigan State sees Michigan as we as, as Michigan a, sees, sees Ohio, Ohio State. State. Totally agree. So with like that. to that point, yeah. like like if Michigan State was one in ten, yeah. but their one win was Michigan, yeah. they're like, oh my god, look at what we did. Like we yeah. beat Michigan. Where I don't I don't necessarily. Cared. I don't either. That's the thing. But maybe, but maybe if I was more of a Michigan State fan, I would care. Yeah, I guess. I just. But I don't like. I don't look at it as I care because I look at the Ohio State one as the more important game. Yeah. But like Michigan State doesn't see it that way. And I I guess I just don't want to put this as like the little brother comment. That's not what I'm trying to get at here. But what I am getting at is at the end of the day, and I made this comment to several people, and we both predicted Michigan State to beat Michigan. By the way, let's let's be very clear here. Um, I don't look at Michigan, Michigan State as a game that is going to dictate my season. Because if you run through the rest of the Big Ten, it doesn't matter, as we've just seen this year. Similar for the Spartans. If the Spartans would have taken care of business against Purdue, that Ohio State game means everything. doesn't care. Because now you've got that game buffer where now you're, the whole the whole thing is different, right? But, well, because, yeah. yeah, if Michigan State beat Purdue, Michigan right. State's in the Big Ten title game. Right, exactly. So, so like, you, it, that's the whole, it always kind of boils down to beating Ohio State. Like yeah. at the end, because Ohio State, you know, is going to be there until mm-hmm. they're not. They're going to be there. So it's like, I just, I guess, I just want to kind of take a PSA out to Michigan State fans. And go, look, I, I'll put it this way: I'll make this deal with you every day of the week, twice on Sunday. You can beat Michigan every year for the next hundred years. If that means Michigan is playing for the fi- in the Final Four mm-hmm. every one of those years, yeah. I will take that deal hundred percent. Take the Paul Bunyan Trophy, stick it up your asses. I don't care mm-hmm. if that means that Michigan has a. 30% chance, a 50%, whatever that year that is that year to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not in it to win that, I don't really know what you're rooting for mm-hmm. at the end of the day. You are a team in Michigan State. You're a Division One program that is very capable of winning a national championship. Don't lower yourselves to, oh, well, we beat Michigan. It doesn't matter. It only matters. It's a step in the right direction to get to the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing Ohio State. Michigan beating Ohio State is a necessity to get to winning the Big Ten Championship, which is a necessity to get to the Final Four. Yeah. You have to do those things to have a chance to win the whole thing. It's all it's about. So I've got to make that because I've been seeing a lot of that recently, like the back and forth. I'm like, 
I just don't get it, mm-hmm. I guess. I'm just like, you, you, we're thinking about the wrong things here. Like, yeah. winning a Big Ten title is great. I'm very happy that they mm-hmm. won the Big Ten championship. But if they go and get killed by Georgia, although you're kind of playing with house money a little bit right now, Michigan is, I'll be disappointed because it's like, you yeah. see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just weird to me. Like, yeah, that mission expectation thing's kind of wild. It is because it, because like you yeah. now you're at that point. You are playing like, with house money. In a you lot are, of well, because it's weird because it's like yeah. I I don't necessarily think it's like a disappointment if they lose to Georgia. Yeah, but then it, I, I'm more of just like I it's just sad because I just I just think it's sad because I'm like oh we could have won but we didn't. Yeah, but I'm not like disappointed because I'm like. No one no thought, one thought you that you were going to get first here. First team ever unranked to get to the final. Yeah, so four. like yeah. I'm like I'm like heavy. If the season ended today, I'd be yeah. like, all right, we had a really good season. Yeah, but like, yeah, well, you dispelled a lot of issues this year, right? Yes. You beat Ohio State, you win the Big Ten, Big Ten title. Like, there's a lot of things where you go, okay, we yeah. had like another seven year reset almost. <laughs> it's yeah. like, but anyway, I just wanted to bring it up because I just I think it's weird. At the end of the day, it's about winning a championship. Not winning a championship doesn't matter. All right. Let's talk Lions here, and then we'll talk some playoff action. Then I got a question for Mike uh, to kind of end this show. All right, Lions win. That's right. I said it. The Lions won a football game. Um, they are now 1-10-1, and one, right? That's their record right now, right? We're 12 games in. 1-10-1. One, one, one. One, sure. yeah. Yeah, we'll before they play the Broncos, which you guys will already know, so it'll probably be 1-11-1. Either way, they won a game. So they won a game. They're still in first to get the pick. Mike, does it do – anything for you at all outside of what it did for me which was give me the biggest sigh of relief ever so we don't have to think about hear about how this team is the is the first team to go 0 16 and 1 or the first team to go over in the weeks in the 17 weeks era all that crap right mm-hmm. did it do anything for you because for me i was elated it's almost like we won the super bowl but we didn't i was so happy that they beat minnesota i was so happy that they won a game they've been i feel like they've been knocking on the door now for weeks where it's just like finally something happened where they got it done um i was extremely happy for dan campbell i was extremely happy for the organization because i think now it's like a big sigh of relief where it's like okay they lose out and no one's gonna care mm-hmm. you know what i mean because you're a rebuilding team talk to me just about how you feel um I mean, do you care at all? Are you happy? Like, I was like, honestly, I was genuinely elated that they won just one game. Yeah. And now I'm full on board with them losing every other game. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm on a, I guess I'm like on the same approach, but yeah. like, I, I didn't care nearly as much. Yeah. I'm more on, see, I'm on more of on the future train of, I don't want them to win again. I'm, I agree. I'm I'm totally. I don't want them to win. Again. Like I, I would no, rather no, than like, once they got the game. tie or whatever. I was yeah. like, it's yeah. You know, it's it is what it is at this yeah. point. I really right? wish they would just beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, and then just been done with it. Yeah, um, I would agree. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't necessarily. It doesn't do anything for me that they won. Yeah, they would just beat Pittsburgh and fine. But it doesn't necessarily do anything for me. Yeah, they won. It's cool. Fun to watch the highlights of Amon Amon Brown catching a touchdown in the end zone. Yeah. But at the end of the day, one. 15 and one yeah i don't I like I, 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 you know, I have nothing it's like nothing yeah. to like right like really and for feel me it was just like a weight of of like off my chest where i was like okay we can finally stop talking about it right it's now you're just a bad team but you're just you're you're not a historically bad team you know what i mean i guess is the difference i don't know for me mm-hmm. it just was that i was happy to see everyone just kind of be like okay we did it a lot of firsts happened. Dan Campbell's first win as coach. Amon Ra for St. Brown's first touchdown catch as a lion. Jared Goff's first win as a, as a player under Sean McVay. A lot of firsts happened, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Sheila Fordham's technically her first win, I think, as primary. Or a lot of things just happened. Yeah. Where you're just like, 
All right, we did it. We finished it. We finished a game that you won, that you played good enough to win at the end of it. So yeah. that was nice to see. Um, if you're a Lions fan, real fast here, and then we'll get to playoff talk before we get out of here. Are you any – are if, if I had to tell you right now, because there was a report that came out, right, where they, they measured the fan um, level of, like – of contentment, right? Yeah. Or like where you, if you think your team is going in the right direction, right? How, mm-hmm. how happy are you with the direction of your team? They measured three teams, the lions, the Texans and the Jaguars. Okay. <laughs> the Jaguars have a 0% right now. Okay. I think I the Texans have an 11%. Wait, 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 you said Texans have zero. No, no. J- Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a 0%. They, they are not okay with the direction of the team. Because, really? Well, because Urban Meyer is a disaster and everything, right? So the whole fan base right now is totally on the Urban Meyer okay. sucks train, right? Okay. There's, I think it's 11% for David Culley and the Texans. I can't imagine that. Okay. And there's an 88% with your Detroit Lions right now. And if I put it in perspective of you have the youngest team in the NFL, yeah. you have the most dead cap in the NFL right now. You're going to have probably 40 to $50 million to spend next year. You have four first-round picks in the next two years and probably the first overall pick this year. Is that necessarily the wrong way to think about it? Is having such high optimism in the direction of the team right now? No, I mean being one in ten and one. No, I mean no. Like the future. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it, yeah, you're, it looks you're fine. good with the direction. Like you, yeah, you think yeah, yeah, right yeah, no. now we are headed in the right direction because yeah. we're losing on purpose, basically. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I think yeah. the I think if I had to pick, if you look at the bottom, let's see, let's look at the bottom five teams right now. Yeah. So Is if you look at the bottom five right now, by the way, yeah, they are, are they really record wise? Yes. Oh, what are they? Three and eight. Four and eight. Four and eight. They just won um, last week, right? Be well, they're tied with a couple other teams. So, like, if okay. you look at – so, yep. we'll look at, like, all – so, yep, the Lions, Jacksonville, Houston, Jets, Seattle, Chicago, New York all have four or less wins. So, those are, those are what, seven teams, right? Yeah. If you looked at those seven teams, I, I kind of take Seattle out of it because Russ was hurt. Like, yeah, unless not. they lose Russ – which which could happen. We, which we're gonna be. have to talk about later, but that's a but different, that's, show. different that's, show. That's different a diff- that's a different show for later time. <laughs> but if you take the other six teams, yeah, I would probably look at the Lions in Chicago as the two teams with like the most like yeah forwardnessticity yeah. that I see in them because Chicago, even though they're probably losing Matt Nagy and they're kind of a dumpster fire, at the very fire Ryan Pace, I too. was like at the at the worst. You have Justin Fields, so at least you have a guy in there that can like Better win be you good, a few games. Better be good because you're on first round pick this year. Exactly, um, and that's kind of the same boat I have with Jacksonville, even though they have a lot more problems than that. Is you have Trevor Lawrence, so like he can like he'll he'll make things work eventually. Like yeah. it'll get there. Uh, but the Lions, like you said, I would say have like the second or third uh, in terms of like their future because of yeah. all the stuff that they have. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay with the future. It's just. Well, right like, now sucks. It sucks, yeah. right? It, it's it's never easy. It's the same thing with like you can look at the Pistons, where the Pistons are the worst team in basketball, but their future of having you know you got Cade and all the guys that are around there. Like once yeah. they start developing, it, it should be really We're good. We're gonna there. wait to talk Pistons a couple more weeks just as we get to the Christmas break. So be on the lookout for that. But I agree with you. Um, that's that's gonna lead me to my question before we talk kind of playoff teams here. Actually, let's go playoffs first, and then we'll go into it here. Right. So Lions get their win. Super happy about that. So Mike. As we kind of shift focus over from the bottom half of the league to the top half of the league, right? Um, I told you off air, this NFL season for me has been very blah. I just haven't been in tune. And I think a lot of that is because Michigan is playing as well as they are. So I think it's kind of taken up a lot of my focus and yeah. a lot of my rooting interest. Now the Lions won a game. I have no incentive to watch 
any more Lions games. I mean, I probably will, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. With any real rooting interest other than just play well enough to lose by a field goal. <laughs> um, now, on the other side of it, right, we have five weeks left. I don't uh, – is it weird of me to think that right now I don't see any team in the AFC that has a chance of beating anybody in the NFC right now with the way they're playing? I know the Chiefs have won quite a few. They've rattled off some, but I still think they're poop at some times. Like, I just – Buffalo sucks. I think New England is a flawed – Eight and four, whatever the hell they are. Baltimore frustrates the hell out of me. I don't see any team in the AFC that I'm all that excited about. So, which sucks because I was really on the Baltimore or on the Buffalo train this year. Yeah. So, um, so you're not wrong on a lot of that. <laughs> um, my problem. So there's like fundamental problems with all the teams in the AFC that I don't think the NFC has nearly as much of. Yeah. Is like Baltimore is just injury prone. Yeah, like they, they just yeah. they just hit the injury bug so Worse hard. Than others, I feel like like there's other like my uncle, kind of off topic, but not my uncle always you know gives me crap you know because he's a 49er fan, right? Yeah. Oh, and they I, hit the injury bug so hard yeah. too. But like, what's funny to me though is that like, there he always makes the excuse where it's like he's like, oh, Lions suck. They're always gonna suck. Blah blah blah. blah. They're the Lions, right? It doesn't matter about injuries. But he's also the first guy to be like, well, the 49ers are very good because of all the injuries. And yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. But Baltimore takes injuries to like a different level no they have like they lost like both their corners like two or three offensive linemen like running back. three running backs like i was like they lost literally like half their team the first like lamar's like cool <laughs> yeah lamar's like i don't even throw the ball very well i got Hollywood brown and sammy watkins and then i've got mark andrews and then my defense is beat up yeah they just lost marlon humphrey this week too yeah exactly well, so like continue. like they're yeah. just kind of they're so they're just beat up tennessee's also pretty beat up tennessee though Derrick Henry has the report out that he should be back before the playoffs start, like a couple weeks before. That'll be huge. So if he comes back with Julio and AJ, like if their whole team yeah. starts like reviving near yeah, the end, Julio I think Julio and AJ Brown are both on IR right yeah. now too. So like Julio's coming off IR for this week, so he yeah. should be back in this game. Yeah. But like having like everyone was like, dude, Tennessee's gonna be unstoppable with Derrick Henry, Julio, and AJ Brown, and then they went all and went on IR, and everyone yeah. was like, Oof. so this team's nothing now, yeah, right. basically. Yeah. So once they all come back, I think they're actually a a low-key threat for yeah. that because Derrick Henry is unstoppable. Uh, New England's flawed. We'll talk about that. Um, I, here's the thing about New England as you, as you kind of look through the rest of the teams, right? New England to me is just they don't do anything particularly well, right? Yeah. I think that, I think they're well-coached. They have Belichick, clearly. They're just right? really solid. But at some point, you're going to play a team that just is better than you. Yeah. It's just reality it's of it. Be, it's going to be the Chiefs. Um, yeah, right? No kidding. Seriously. Chiefs yeah. will You're not going to stop them. Sorry, no. it's not going to happen. Um, the Chargers and Cincinnati are just too young, like yeah. quarterback and just you team-wise. You saw them when they played each other. Yeah. You saw one team take a massive lead and then completely blow it immediately. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, it was 30 to nothing, and now it's 30 to 26. And you go, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Immediately. And then the other crazy. teams took back over. But it was yeah. like, why did you have that big lull where you let them come right back in the good game? Good teams don't do that. And, yeah, good teams – like would never let that happen, yeah. and then like you said, Buffalo is the seventh seed right now, and they're you know biggest Buffalo. disappointment for me by far of this year are the Buffalo Bills. I thought this was a year that Josh Allen could have been competing for MVP. I thought they did enough things to try to address stopping Kansas City, mm-hmm. and it feels like maybe they're built to beat Kansas City, but nobody else. Because good lord, yeah. And then and then you have Kansas City, who like in week seven, everyone was like, oh, right so this team's off. dead, and yep. no one can stop, and like they can't stop anybody. Yeah, and all of a sudden, they're eight and four, and they're a game away from being the number one seed in the AFC. So uh, that's kind of wild. Um, yeah, the defense is playing a lot better. All of a sudden, they're yeah. kind of hitting their. I feel like they're hitting their stride at the wrong. I feel like they had to hit a stride where they're like our backs up against the wall, and then they're gonna be like, okay, we got back to. 
Yeah, well, we have actual rare, and but then they're gonna go back and like. My my <laughs> thing is they haven't really. They've beaten anybody in this stretch. That's really? that's kind of where my yeah. point is on this. Yeah. Is so so in this stretch, right? So they lose to Tennessee twenty-seven to three. So since then, they beat the Giants at home twenty to seventeen. Gross. They beat the Packers thirteen to seven with Jordan Love playing. Gross. So let me tell you, if Aaron Rodgers plays, they win that game like thirty to thirteen, in my opinion. But. I'll, I'll take it. They beat they beat the Packers. That's fine. Uh, they decimated the Raiders. I'll give you that one. Yeah, the Raiders. But are, the Raiders are. I, I'm gonna give the Raiders a whole pass this whole year with the whole Gruden thing. I think it's very tough. I'm I'm very proud of the fact that you, if you're a Raider fan, you're like this team is playing really hard. Yeah, for not for having not, a real direction right now. Exactly. They're in total limbo. Uh, they play the Cowboys at home. Beat them nineteen to nine, which is the only interesting thing is holding the Cowboys to nine points with like their whole team there. I think. Yeah, I'm not super high on the Cowboys either, but we'll get to them in a second. And then they beat the Broncos last week, 22 to nine on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. And the rest of their schedule, yeah. they got like Raiders, Chargers, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos. But so like they're gonna I, win most I, of those teams. Exactly, those but like yeah. I don't look at anything that they played since the loss to Tennessee and go, yeah. that team is like, like if you beat the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, I'll give you. That. I'm like, okay, I'll give you that. You know, but like they they haven't really had that win yet. Where I go, statement. You win. you you just beat that team. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, if they play Buffalo, or they play New England even, or if they play Tennessee fully healthy, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not necessarily just picking the Chiefs all yeah, of a sudden because they're hot blindly. because yeah. they haven't really beat anyone in my opinion. Yeah. That, that's why. So to me, I think the Chiefs are like my favorite. But also, yeah. I think AFC is so wide, wide open. It's wide and open? It's, it's wide open in a different way the NFC is. Because the NFC has five teams. Yeah. And one of those five are going to win, but those five are wide open. The AFC, I can argue, New England, Tennessee, Baltimore, Kansas City, Chargers, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Las Vegas could all get in there and do something. Right. Where's Cleveland at right now? They're at six and six. They're like right under. They're with Pittsburgh. It's another team that's been extremely disappointing to me as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Well, I guess you could add Pittsburgh. But I haven't. But I haven't been impressed with any of those teams. Really, I haven't seen a team take a. I thought Baltimore was going to for a minute there. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. I thought Tennessee would until they got. Thought Tennessee would, especially after they beat the Rams without Derrick Henry. I was like, okay, that's a really big win for them, you know. And then they just keep getting more banged up. I still question if Tannehill can get them over the hump enough, right? But with Derrick Henry, it sure does help. Um. Yeah. No. I think the AFC is kind of a. It's a weird dumpster fire of just it's above a, average teams. Yeah, but nothing spectacular. Nothing is. Yeah, we don't have that Chiefs team this year where they're just like, holy crap, the Mondo's like everyone's like, oh, New England's coming back. And go, they're not. It's not the same thing. You don't have. You won a game beating a Buffalo Bill team run, passing the ball three times. That says more about Buffalo than it does about you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it just does. And the fact is, is that you're going to rely upon Mac Jones to pull Brady magic. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. And I'll tell you this right now. If somehow New England managed to get to the Super Bowl, there's no way you're beating the Packers or Tampa in any, any one of those. Yeah. Rodgers is going to beat you straight up, just beating you. Yeah. And Brady's going to go, I've never had more motivation to win a football game in the history of my life <laughs> yeah. in that moment. That's true. And Brady throws for 85 touchdowns. Yeah. He was like, I'm just going to just gonna tell Byron Love to sit down. That would, sit down. That would be the craziest Super Bowl ever if you could pull that Mac out. Jones versus Brady, the two most unathletic quarterbacks ever. And meanwhile, Brady's just going over there throwing dimes. Yeah, just saying. I It'd just be the most boring Super Bowl ever. Or they both just run the ball 30 times. Well, you want to run the ball 30 times? I'm running the ball 30 times. Anyway, um, when it comes to the NFC, the NFC is a lot more fun to talk about because they're a lot better. And it's going to be a lot the more crazy volatile. Is, I was going to say, the, the, the records the, don't show it. The, the yeah. wild card round is going to be a dumpster fire yeah. because – you're going to have – so right now it would be like 
Green Bay versus – I got to count this out. Four, five, six. Green Bay versus – I guess maybe it's not. Green Bay versus San Francisco, which I'm like – I don't think San Francisco gets there. Actually, nah. I think they kind of falter at the yeah. end. Uh, Tampa Bay would play Washington, and then Dallas would play the Good Rams. Good for Washington, by the way. I'm happy that they're – they were another team that was on my shit list because they were looking like poop. They need yeah. a quarterback. So bad. but And then you got Dallas versus Rams, which I think is like the one shining star in the wild card. Agreed. But then you reach the divisional round, and you go, you're going to get Arizona versus Dallas slash Rams, and you'll probably get Green Bay-Tampa, and then you'll have those teams playing each other. Like I think I think the NFC divisional and championship games are just going to be so bonkers. Yeah. But I think that wild card round is – I'll give it to the Hot AFC fire. because the AFC – I think the Chargers as or the Bills as a seven seed can upset the Chiefs as a two seed. Agreed. Like very easily. Yeah, I think right. you have a lot of parity yeah. in the AFC side. For so sure. um I'm loving the NFC though. I mean the NFC is a lot I, of fun. Is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um I, I, I think outside of Who's your favorite I, I, in the NFC right now? Uh Green Bay. Green Bay is? Okay. Yeah. Right now I would go Green Bay, then Tampa, then Arizona. And then just, just the and then we'll just, and then we'll go Rams Dallas. Yeah, I don't care. Like like I don't think I I think there's only three teams that have a chance of winning the NFC. And I really really only think there's two teams that can win the I NFC. I think Arizona is the prime candidate. And we talked about soft air to lose in the divisional round. And everybody yep. goes, what happened? And everyone goes, they were that team this year that just they were the fifteen and one Carolina Panthers who lose in the, the first round or whatever. No, that was the Green Bay. Oh no, Green Bay. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was the Green Bay, Bay year. Bay. They yeah. lose one game, and everyone's like, oh, this team, you know, Rodgers is greatest thing ever and then they yeah. lose to the Giants the first round the Giants can win the Super Bowl the funny thing is Arizona yeah. is 7-0 and on the road and 3-2 and at home which is weird which is so weird to yeah. me and then both Green Bay and Tampa Bay are 5-0 and at home and then 4-3 and on the road which yeah. I find very interesting because Arizona is going to more than likely have home field advantage in the playoffs yeah. but you're better on the road record wise which I think is interesting gonna, I like Arizona to me is that team where I just feel like the pressure is just going to like overwhelm them almost where it's like Cliff Kingery is going to poop himself on the sideline or something like that where he's like I've never been in a more important game in my life than right yeah. now you know what I mean I don't know it's just weird to me it's it it's going to be an interesting one for sure I would say that yeah I, I think I have um I think I'd say I probably have Green Bay right now leading the pack just just because they're they're playing so well right now yeah. they really are Rodgers like it's well. it's crazy that like you had a game without Rodgers, yep. and it was 13-7 to against the Chiefs. And against almost any other team, you might be able to pull it out. Yeah, right. But the Chiefs are just yeah. the Chiefs. And then you played Arizona without yeah. Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, and all those guys, and you were able to beat them. Yeah. Which I just find, like, you you, you almost can win multiple ways, which is weird because normally it's like mm-hmm. if you don't have Rodgers and Devontae yeah. Adams, you can't win. But this year they've kind of shown. And then they go and lose to Minnesota. Randomly, randomly, you just go. I don't. Get or you could have, you could have lost to Cincinnati because lost because there's a lot of missed field goals in yeah. that game. Yeah. But then you go out and you beat like yeah, and then you go kill the to Rams. kill the Rams yeah. where you go. Why are you killing a really good? Yeah, it's like weird. it's weird. It's a yeah. weird dichotomy that the Packers have. Yeah, and um, that's why I think I'm, I have maybe a little bit harder difficulty taking the Packers going all the way because I feel like, and maybe this is just the Brady bias in me a little bit where mm-hmm. I just feel like Brady doesn't lose. In the playoffs, to teams he should not lose to, I guess. Yeah, it's normal. Like normal. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I just, I just don't see him being like, oh, the Tampa Bay got upset by, um, you know, the Cowboys or something. Like yeah. That. I just, for whatever reason, and even though the record isn't spectacular, they're not undefeated like some people thought they might go undefeated, which is crazy. Like, you know, they played Atlanta tough and some of these other games where they really should be blowing teams up, but they're not. But it's like at the same time, like man, it just doesn't feel like they're just kind of like. I feel like they're kind of in cruise control. 
You know what I mean? Where they're just like, we're going to make the playoffs. It's fine. We went on the road the whole year last year and, you know, went through. It's just weird to me. Like, I just feel like Tampa's just, like, waiting to go. Playoffs? (laughs) All right. Let's let's go. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just weird to me. Um, But, yeah, I would say I have Green Bay, Tampa, Arizona as well. To me, me, Green Bay is, like – if you catch Green Bay on their hot day, yeah, you, 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 you're not going to stop them. Right. But they also have more cold days. Like I feel like Tampa yeah. is what we talk about with um, like Ohio State, where they're mm-hmm. always at like a nine, no matter what. But yeah. Michigan can play at like a, a seven. Yeah, yeah. But then always, they also can play at a ten and beat you. Ha gotcha. But yeah. they also play down to teams. Yeah. Like that's kind of how I feel. Green Bay is Green Bay is like, yeah. oh, we play Minnesota. We should beat Minnesota. So you play down. And then Minnesota come out and beats you, but it's like, oh, now we got to play the Rams and play up a little bit, and then they go and they like beat yeah. the crap out of them. So I think if you catch Green Bay on a couple good days in the playoffs, definitely they could win. You're gonna see the best Green Bay you've ever seen in this, the playoffs. Oh my god, this playoff, because, this playoff is gonna be insane. Well, so. because it's 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 do or die yeah. in a lot of aspects, right? Like you can make the argument right now, you will never see this team ever again. Yeah, you'll never see it. Like there's so many question marks with this team going into the offseason. You just don't know, right? Yeah. So it's all in for the Packers this year. Because if not, you got a whole lot of old people and a, not a very big window and potentially the best player to ever play for your franchise could be going to another team. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of question marks there. All right, real quick before we get out of here, I want to ask you a question. Where would you rather be right now? Okay, okay. where would you rather be? Okay. okay. The Pittsburgh Steelers or the Detroit Lions? Pittsburgh Steelers. Really? Wouldn't even think about it. Twice. No, no. So let me so let me for, let me I guess clarify. You're the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're six and six, right? Roethlisberger's leaving. Okay. You have to basically you're you're basically trying to put off tearing it down to remain competitive. I, I don't think you have to tear it down. I think you absolutely have to tear it down. You're I, six I and six. How how would you not have to tear it down? Because Big Ben's awful. No doubt. Here here's here's your solving point is. Draft Sam Howell and get a quarterback that can throw more than seven yards accurately. I just Big Ben I, can't throw the ball more than seven yards accurately anymore. I just don't think that they're a good football team anymore. I, I, I think, do. I think they they couldn't stop Dalvin Cook with one shoulder on on Sunday. I just they couldn't be they get, they couldn't beat the Lions, and that was without that was without Roethlisberger in the game. That was with Mason Rudolph. It's even worse too. But yeah, it's even the worse. Point being is that. I just think that right now, if you had a good quarterback, you could throw the ball team, forward. It, like, I just don't feel like Pittsburgh is ma- is making any headway anywhere. Oh, I, I feel like I think they need to tear it down. I think I if don't. you're a team like that's why I think there's such a disappointment in Cleveland right now because you're six and six where you feel like you should be still building. Oh, yo, Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland's rough. Right, but like I think Cleveland though has a better chance in the in the next two years than Pittsburgh does. Yes. That's my point, though, I guess. Maybe. I, like, I look at the Lions, and I go, the Lions have a lot of reason for optimism in the next three years, right? I don't see that with Pittsburgh. You didn't. You, you traded away I, I multiple do. assets for Finca, Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick. Jesus. Um, your secondary's old. Mm-hmm. You have, you're going to need a new quarterback, right? And you spent the last first-round pick on a running back, which is, you know, rough. Not Nothing against Najee Harris. It's just He's playing rough. fine. No, it's nothing against Najee. I'm just saying. Positional value, and then we picked a corner number three. So huh? we picked a corner number three. You'd be able to stop people. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just looking at this team. I look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I look at Minnesota. I'm looking at teams like this that are in that 500 range. Where I go, where are you going? I think. Well, I think I think Pittsburgh's a bad example because I think Pittsburgh's the best of those teams. But I, but at the same time, though, I think they're one play away from being 
five and seven. Kids of Baltimore connects that they're five and seven right now, coming off a bad loss to Minnesota, who just lost to Detroit, and you go, where are you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just don't look. I just don't see some of these teams that are at that middle of the road right now. Like, like uh, I like, think I, I think just it, don't see it. Like, I don't see where you can be like looking forward to the future and going. Where am I supposed to be excited about about like, this team? I'll I'll tell you. So the teams I would like you overpaid Juju. So I would take the Lions situation over Jacksonville, Houston, Jets, Chicago, New York, New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. What happened there? That was a uh, Miami can still. Philly, maybe Minnesota, maybe Denver. Like, there's a lot of teams I'd take the no, line no. situation over. Maybe the line's Pitts- a bad example. Pitts- I'm just Pittsburgh's, at- Pittsburgh's a bad example because I think they, if they just switch a quarterback, they'd be fine. I See, that's the thing. I don't, though. That's what I'm looking, if, I'm if, looking at this if, team. If, if Pittsburgh had, like, Joe Burrow, oh, they'd be perfectly fine. They'd be they'd have, like, eight or nine wins. But so last year, they were uh, they were 11-0. and 0, Yes. Right? Because Big Ben could throw the ball forward. Right. But and then decided, but they still. And then he got up, hurt, and then yeah. they but decided they still not wound to. Up losing in the first round, I just don't see them as a team where I go. You're not building towards a championship. You're trying to maintain something that hasn't gotten you to a championship in ten years. I guess is where I'm looking at this. Like right now, right? Like I'm looking at this team, and I go, where, where am I supposed to be super excited about? Like Cameron Hayward, Chris Wormley, old. Uh, Joe Schobert's on a one-year deal. Joe Hayden's old, right? Like, Terrell Edmonds is not what they thought he would be, right? Minka Fitzpatrick, you gave a lot of space for, right? Devin Bush is not what you thought it would be. You have TJ Watt, and you've Ooh, got— Devin Bush is good. Huh? Devin Bush is yeah, good. Yeah, but, but, but his grading is not. Like, he's just like, yeah, he's but, not grading uh, out. But, like, when you watch well. the games, he plays yeah, well. Yeah, maybe so. But I'm saying, like, I don't who care the hell the is Alex Highsmith? No idea who that is. I'm just, looking, I'm just looking at this team, and I'm going— where am I? Where is my future of my team right now? All the offense. But, but your offense, you're overpaying, um, numb nuts, uh, Juju, who's not even on the field right now, who's hurt, right? Oh, it's an injury. You can't help an injury. I, I know that. But what I'm saying is that you paid for a guy who is supposed to be your number one guy, and he's not, right? You're gonna have to pay Claypool and probably Deontay Johnson. I think who's uh, Deontay Johnson? I think is believe is expiring, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pat Fryermuth is tight end. Meh, fine, I maybe. Think he's been good. Huh? I think he's been good. I, I, I mean, he's fine. I just don't. I just don't see. I, I don't see where you're going to beat any. I like. I don't see where you're going to beat. If Buffalo bounces back and plays like they did last year, I don't think you beat Buffalo. I don't think you beat the Chiefs. I think maybe at best you split with Baltimore. And if a fully healthy Baltimore team, I don't think you beat. I just don't see them competing with some of the. See, teams I, I think the only team they can't beat is the Chiefs. I don't think they. I don't. I think they can compete, but I don't think they beat a lot of these teams. And I just don't think that a rookie quarterback solves their situation. And I think there's a lot of teams like that. And what I'm saying is, if you're not in the if you're in the middle, right, you have to start asking yourself, what are you, right? Like Minnesota. Here, okay, like here's Minnesota my thing though. But one. you look at like Washington though, right? Yeah. If you change their quarterback, do you think they're only six and six? Totally different situation. All of their best players are young. I don't care though. I do though, but that's what I'm saying. That's, you, that's a you, fundamental you're... difference between me and you. I don't care that but, they're young or old. But you have to in the future. What I'm talking about is your future. I'm just your looking at. I'm looking at team. like a two or three year window where you got to win a Super Bowl. But there's no way in a two year, three year window you're not beating the Chiefs, Baltimore, I think they Green can, Bay with a better quarterback. I don't think they beat any of those teams with Sam Howell. 
They don't uh, beat the I Chiefs. Think they, I think they can. You think they beat the? They think you think they beat the Chiefs, Baltimore, and Tampa and Green Bay. If you have all with Sam Howell. If you beat, if you have a quarterback that can throw farther than seven yards accurately, I think you can. But they did it. La- they had it last year and they couldn't beat them. So what is the difference between well, last went, they, year they and beat this a whole, year? They beat a whole bunch of teams early in the year. It was just late because Big Ben got hurt and couldn't throw the ball forward. Right, but at the same time, you couldn't beat Cleveland in the playoffs last year. Because Big Ben sucks. But I know, but you're but okay. Either way, what I'm saying is this: what is, so what does Sam Howell or another quarterback bring you? So okay, you can't throw the ball forward. That's fine, great. You're saying that, but there's nothing else about this team that is has any redeemable qualities. It's just, I'm trying I, to say that I, they're I, six and six. And they have an aging roster. I, I like and the gonna, roster outside of you're the going quarterback. To put, you're going to put a young quarterback in where you're going to try to run the ball, but you're not going to be able to score enough points to, to play against some of these teams. score enough points with so a better quarterback. So you're taking they them over Tampa and Green me. Bay? No. Or Kansas City? Maybe. They could compete. You, you, I, I'm yeah, telling you, Baltimore. Kansas City's tough. I think they could beat Baltimore. I don't think I don't think they can beat Baltimore yeah. consistently. But like uh, Green, healthy Baltimore, Green, healthy Bay, Green Bay, and Tampa are tough because I think they're the like I two best see, teams I don't, in football. I just don't see. I just don't. And see then how... after this year, Green Bay is going to fall off a cliff because Aaron Rodgers won't be there. But I'm guess what I'm saying is that. But you have I don't I just don't see where you're building this team at. You've got a lot of big contracts of guys like T.J. Watt, who's a cornerstone for your franchise. Yeah. But then you've got a lot of guys playing important snaps right now that aren't going to be here for very much longer. I, I think you have cornerstones at every positional group. That are important. I think you have T.J. Watt, you got Devin Bush, you got Minka Fitzpatrick, all along your all along your areas there. I think offensively you have two really good, two three really good receivers, a tight end who's developing because he's only a rookie, and a really good running back. So if you just have a quarterback that can throw the ball forward, I think you'll be I just, fine. I just don't. I just don't see it. I don't see how. I literally this, watch this Big Ben team. and want to throw up every. It's like watching Jared. Oh, Goff they're play not football. good. He's not good. I don't disagree with you that they're not, that like he's good. like there are a lot. Of, they they could have probably beat Minnesota if Big Ben doesn't throw like terrible throws in the first half because he just can't throw the football anymore. I just, I'm just like looking at it. Just like, like they wouldn't close. go down 28 to zero if he can throw the ball forward. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just looking at some of the stuff. And I'm just like, oof, this is rough. Cause you're going to have to pay like, and they was, also beat Baltimore this year. Right. I know that. But, but once again, you beat up a beat up Baltimore team. We just talked about how Baltimore's beat up and they're one play. If Lamar just hits Mark Andrews, it's a touch. If they win the game. Yeah, it's over. Like, that's what you say about it. We can say about it, any team, though. But what I'm saying though is that, but we just got done talking about how Baltimore is hurt. Yes, and they're, I, and they're banged up. To I all agree, hell. but everyone's right. hurt and banged up to hell right now. But 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 TJ Watt wasn't even playing in that game after that game. Well, that, what I'm saying though is what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that I don't see this team competing long term with the way this roster yeah. is constructed right now. I just I don't. don't, see, I, don't I just know. don't Steelers, see it. I don't know. The Steelers beat the Bills this year. They were close with the Packers this year. I they beat the don't. Seahawks. I guess they were without a quarterback, though. They beat the Browns on the road. I don't know. I, I see it. If they have a quarterback I, that can throw, I think they can win. I just I, – they've had Roethlisberger take the last two years out of it. What's the difference? They were they made the playoffs the last couple years. But they're not winning, though, is what I'm saying. And at some point, being 9-7, and 10-6 and six isn't good enough is what I'm saying. But that's that's need, my point. They just need a better quarterback. But when <laughs> – well, I guess I just don't understand the logic then between Roethlisberger playing well and they still need a good quarterback to not. I just well. don't like Roethlisberger. I think but he sucks. I I agree with you. I don't think he's very good either. But I just don't think a rookie quarterback solves all of their I issues. I think it helps a lot. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, when you're playing, when you're 11 and 0 last year, and you're expected to go far, and then you lose, and then Roethlisberger like hurts himself and can't throw the ball forward anymore. Or the year sucks. before that, or the year before. I don't know. I just I just look at a team like the Pittsburgh as the one of those teams that you've never committed to just going okay. 
we need to really evaluate what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And they haven't done that. I'm looking I'm, it's similar to me like I think like the the Vikings are another team that are like that. Vikings, right? See, here's the thing is I take the I want what the Lions have instead of the Vikings. I don't think the Vikings are going places because I think their defense is falling apart. Yeah, and I, I don't think they need to I, fire their coach. Like I totally yeah, agree and they're, with you. And they're coached by Gabe, I don't like Kirk Cousins. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff I don't like on that. You're 6 and team. 6 right now, right? Yeah. In a bad AFC conference. Where see that's that's the fundamental thing is I don't think it's necessarily a bad conference. I just don't think there's a top heavy team in the conference. Maybe so, but there's, I'm saying there's, like there's nine teams that have seven wins. Yeah, the NFC only has five teams that have seven wins. Right, but the, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm gonna put it this way: you're all all around the same amount. Exactly. I'm saying, all, but I'm like, just don't, Pittsburgh, I just don't think Pittsburgh that wins you're, two games, they could jump up to the number two seed in two weeks. Yeah, I just don't. But I don't think you're competing with any team that's of any. I don't think they're competing this year contention. I, Big Ben sucks. Like I'm looking at him like. Like the Ravens, right? The Cardinals, the Rams, the the Chiefs, the Bucks, uh, the Packers, and that's probably all I got right now, right there. That I think are better than you, just fundamentally and on the only field. Five on of the those field, on the field right now, and that's with your current constructed roster, right? Yeah. But so that, if you upgrade at some of the positions, they would be better. But you, but you can't. But that's what I'm saying. Though, that you can't, though, is what Why I'm saying. You? It's because it's just having the quarterback just be your only position that you're changing, right? You're still well, you fundamental can, flaws you can still, in your team. You can still sign people. You, 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 yeah. There's still upgrades to be made to this team. I just, I just I don't. I can't believe see I'm it. arguing for Pittsburgh. I don't even like Pittsburgh. Yeah, I just <laughs> don't see. I just don't see why anybody thinks this team is good. I guess they're I, six I, and six. And well, I don't, I don't think they're I, good this year. I don't think they've been good the last couple years. That's what I think I'm they were really good last year. They have competed. They were really good last year. Yeah, but eleven and zero, and then losing. In the first round of the playoffs, gets me just as see. Far. Here's the thing: is I think they were really good until Big Ben got hurt last year. I just don't. I just and then don't see and then it. the team fell. Here's the thing: is when Big Ben can't throw the ball forward, you go, okay, all we're gonna do is stop the run. Yeah. And when you stop the run, then there's nothing they can do because they just, can't throw. Yeah, I just, I just don't, I just don't see it, man. I just don't see. It's how like the Chiefs' team... problem is the Chiefs have no running game, so it's like if we just stop the pass, we're, we stop them, and then they finally were like, hey, let's do the Brady method and check down. And once they start checking down, now they're five and zero in the last five games because yeah. they actually just throw the, they throw checkdowns and they run the ball more. Yeah, I just don't. I just they don't add more dimensions it. to the team. I think adding a quarterback that like actually can play quarterback a little bit now would be fine. Yeah, that's just know. my opinion though. I just, I mean, like Joe Hayden's thirty-two. I mean, like he's your best corner. He's been in and out, right? Like there's certain players you're gonna have to either pay or figure out if you picked up the fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they even picked up his fifth-year option or not for Terrell Edmonds. Like there's just I just like there's certain guys where I'm just like I just don't I just don't know what you're doing at, at certain spots. Like I just think all of your all of your cornerstone people that you're paying are potentially not going to be here next year or the year after that. And that's to me where I just go, I don't know. You know, I mean Cameron Hayward's 32, 33, I think at this point. I just at some point I just wonder when you're a middling team, right? Where you're just kind of you're the eight nine seven eight nine part of it Mm -hmm. where it's like at some point you kind of have to make the commitment either you're going to go for it or you're not and i feel like pittsburgh is a team where like i think i'm really going for it i think that's also i think that's a next year problem for pittsburgh specifically for pittsburgh there's a couple of teams i don't agree with that with but i think pittsburgh is a you lose big ben you get a new quarterback see what you do with him and if it still sucks then you break it down yeah i guess i don't know just it's just weird to me i just don't i don't know like ugh I just uh, maybe it's just because it's fresh in my mind because they look like absolute garbage against Minnesota. No. I don't know but what that was it the is. Thing, like the second half wasn't as bad. It was like Big Ben literally just cannot do anything, and it frustrates me to no end because it looks like Jared Goff. I go, if you just throw these drag routes, Jared Goff, yeah. you score two more touchdowns. 
but you're yeah. trying to throw in a triple coverage every single time. I don't understand. Yeah. And then I go, yeah, then you go down 29 to nothing, and it looks bad. And because you put the defense at the 10 yard line every single time because you yeah. suck. That's, yeah. This is my problem with, yeah. with Pittsburgh. I don't know. I but that's Pittsburgh specific. If you would have, if you would have mentioned almost any other well, team, I, I would have agreed about, with you. I was just talking about middling teams in general. Because yeah. right now, being 6 and 6 is no better than being 0 and 10. In the AFC, it's no. I'm, not, I'm just in general. I'm just talking about in general right yeah. now. Because you're either you're moving toward the championship or you're having to tear it down to then re-go for your window again, yeah. right? I just feel like teams like that, like Minnesota, I think had a window and lost it. Yes, like I they agree. just they I just completely bypassed it, it, right? But they're, they're in the same. They have the same record as Minnesota or as Pittsburgh does. And yeah, Minnesota, they're just they're just in different areas to me. Though. I I just I don't like. I think with you. I think Pittsburgh is like like half in the window like looking to shut it but also going hey can we add this one piece to maybe open this window up for another yeah, year I just, where yeah, minnesota's maybe. fully shut the window like yeah. they're like we, we we're not doing it anymore yeah i just i just don't i just look at this team and i just go yeah they're okay i just don't think i think they're doing anything i think well. they're i think they're good yeah and i think they can upgrade yeah That's i just thing. don't think they i just look at it i just don't think that there are certain teams where i just go i just don't i would be i would be more ha- i would be more happy the if they would just the suck and let cincinnati take over and let joe burrow do his thing that's my other problem but, too i guess right cincinnati looks better cleveland should be better I don't see know that's that's the problem is cleveland sucks yeah right now yeah. And they have a really. And but so they have the same record though as Pittsburgh does. That's what I'm saying. But they have a they have a much better like roster build up. And they have a better roster outlook because they're yeah. And you know they're so six and six. That's why I'm like. That's why I look at Pittsburgh. I go, yeah. you're playing up, which is way better than playing down like Cleveland yeah. is. So yeah. if you just get a better quarterback and you continue to play up, you look good. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't see it. I don't see. I also just like this. don't like Baker Mayfield either. I think Baker Mayfield sucks. Personally, I can't stand him. But I, the same I problem I have with Big Ben. I don't like Big Ben. Like I'm he, not saying like Big Ben thing is, is not going to take, is take, not part of the problem. Take, make Baker Mayfield out and put like yeah. name a quarterback that's better than him in there, yeah. and they're not six and six. Same thing with Pittsburgh. Yeah. They're not six and six and one or whatever they are. Yeah, it's just my. It's just the quarterback play. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it's just oof. like here's the thing. You take Jared Goff out, put Stafford, and they have four wins this year. Yeah, it's, it's quarterback play. But that, I, yeah, and I think, but that I guess that plays more to my point, though, right? Is like you look at it and you go, yeah, you took Stafford off, and you have to rebuild this now, right? That's what I'm saying. I guess is that like I feel like I agree, but I think the Steelers are in a better spot where yeah. if they they can do a quarterback switch and not yeah fall off a cliff. Yeah, because their roster is actually not atrocious. I think they should have rebuilt it five years ago, and I think they'd be better off. Well, go yeah, but ben. that's that. Yeah. That's hindsight. You yeah. can't do that now. Well, I'm just saying. I just I just look at it and I just go, "You're six and six, and I don't think you compete with the top end of the AFC I, or the I, NFC." I, I yeah, think, I think you can compete. Now, can you beat all of them? Like, yeah, that's. I mean, I don't know if the Bills can beat some of the top ten teams, yeah. top tier teams right now. But right. like, you know, the Bills are seven and six and. Yeah, I don't know. I just look at those middling teams and I go, I feel like at some point you need to make a decision. Of like Josh Allen looks like you're going to go dog. for it or you're going to not. And it, you know what I mean? I'm just of the total opinion where being six and six, being in purgatory is the worst thing you can be at right now. It's worse than being terrible. And it's it, obviously it's obviously worse than being good. Yeah. But like, I, just, I, just, I, I guess I just don't see them as in purgatory right now. Yeah. Them specifically. There are yeah. teams I think are in purgatory, just not the Steelers in general. Even though the record is literally purgatory? <laughs> no, they're, they're above 500. They're six, six, and one. Come on. That's pur- okay. Is, is, is nine and seven not in purgatory back then? Um, uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, well, ten, Tennessee was able to get to the AFC Championship game at nine and seven, though. Yeah. So. I, I, well, there's, you know, every yeah, wine squirrel went, finds a nut every once in a while. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Come on. Anyway, all right. That's going to be it for this week's show, guys. Um, 
Next week, maybe we can talk about another Lions win. No, I'm just kidding. That's not going to happen. No, we want them to lose. We want them. To we lose. want them to lose a lot. Yes. Um, we gotta get. <laughs> we gotta get an edge rusher in here to actually build this team up. I know up. it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, speaking uh, of rosters, I was like, we gotta get someone in here to help this roster out. Cause yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot, a lot of things to like about this Lions team going forward. Got lots of space mm-hmm. to make a lot of moves. I hope so. I God hope so. And they have draft picks to boot, which is good. So they just have that's to hit on thing. some people. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the draft in a, in a nutshell. But that's gonna be it for this week's show, guys. Um, Next week, I don't know. It'll be close to Christmas, so maybe we'll actually talk Pistons. Unfortunately, it'll be rough. Maybe they'll have more than four wins on the year. Do they? How many games do they play this week? Two. <laughs> Probably three. If I had three, to guess. Either yeah. way, that's gonna be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the Merc Zone and the Missing Whale Man, I'm the Mouth of Michigan Ramadeka, and we will see you guys as always next time.